Hey there, it's JVL. On The Secret Show with Sarah Longwell today, we talked about Mike Pence and indictment number three and the new arraignment and all all, all of that stuff. Here's the show. I don't know if I can talk about the indictment. I've talked about the indictment all week, all places. Okay. Uh, So let's assume that everybody has gotten their fill of indictment talk. Um, Although... There was a meta discussion of this in which the number of people in Republican conservative world now saying that you can't these these are not really criminal things. The proper way to hold Donald Trump accountable for these actions would have been to impeach him and remove him from office. Now, I understand that maybe it's not true. Again, you'd have to go back and spend days and days searching through Twitter and the maybe none of these people at the time, maybe they were all pro impeachment. <laughs> maybe none of them said, as Mitch McConnell said, that, uh, you know, the proper don't forget the courts exist and even a former president is not uh, immune to the rule of law. Do you remember that Mitch McConnell speech, that great, beautiful speech he made after he had all the best words after he voted not to convict Trump of impeachment? Yeah. But the, the people who and maybe some of the people, at least, who were against convicting on impeachment because, look, this is a matter for the criminal courts. Are now it like exact exactly like the people who said, uh, you know, I'm sorry, we we can't impeach him because we have to delay the trial, and now we can't impeach him because he's not president anymore. Do we eat avocados? Yes. Okay. Why? You know how with an avocado, it's like not ripe, not ripe, not ripe, and like for thirty seconds, it's ripe, and then it's like brown. It's like, oh, yes. we're done, right? Yes. You know, like there's no, like you just, you got to, and like, I don't know when the moment was when they- They don't have a timer were, on them, the dings, so that <laughs> yes. you can know the avocados are ready. But I mean, like at some point, when was the right, when was it right for Trump to be held accountable? I would like to know from these people, like when was the exact moment? And I think that what happens is, is they all just sort of trade off, like there's a quadrant that argues that at the time was was back for impeachment. And then there's another <laughs> quadrant that's like, uh, no, it's in the future, right? There's a lot of people now who it's like in the future, it's the voters should decide. Yes. Even even your buddy Mike Pence says this. Like, I don't think the DOJ should be doing this. I think that uh, this is for the voters to litigate. Mm. Okay. Well, uh, I mean, I will say that of the people who are now saying you can't do it because the proper vehicle for this was impeachment, I sure don't remember any of them being super pro-impeachment. Sure. I mean, this is maybe at the time they kept their mouths shut about the criminal process. They didn't take the McConnell line. But I sure as fudge don't remember them being out there saying, we must convict him. The time is now. We can't Mm -hmm. wait for the future and criminal process. I don't remember that from many people on the right. Yeah, there's a there's like uh, people here and there like Noah Rothman wrote a dissent uh, over at National Review for good the for editors. Noah. Yeah, good for Noah. My buddy. He's my buddy. Mike Pence isn't my buddy. I've never met Mike Pence. <laughs> uh, I actually know Noah. Um, all right. Let, you know what? Let's just get into the Mike Pence thing. I have a um, I, I have a piece forthcoming in another publication about mm-hmm. Mike Pence. Does I've it start with an A? Edits. It, it may start with A. Yeah. Um, 
<laughs> this is where the Atlantic is where we all secretly uh, are very proud to be published in. Yes, it is. Yeah. Um, and I will say, boy, I love the editing. I love being inside the editing process at other magazines. Because for me, it's like seeing how other people live. Because, like, you know, like we have the editing process here. It is full of quirks and house style things. And getting to see the quirks at other publications, it just tickles me. And uh, I, I don't want to reveal too much, but my editor, who is lovely and a very, very good editor, uh, noted to me, she changed a word and she said, I, I, I couldn't tell you why, but for some reason, the Atlantic does not like this word. And so we never use it. And I laughed because that is true about several words, the bulwark. Oh, which, yeah. Which what careful are, what are, readers. What are no fly words? Uh, for instance, uh, countless 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 there there is there there are uh situations in which i will permit the use of the word countless if the thing you are talking about is infinite and therefore cannot be counted then you could say it was countless but if you're talking about like the countless times donald trump has said racism no that could be counted we may not want to count it because it could take a really <laughs> long time. And no, and maybe the answer is nobody ever is going to sit and actually count this thing. But if it is theoretically capable of being counted, then it is not countless. This is so fun. I want to turn over the entire podcast to listening to you talk about which words we don't let people use and why. Here's a good one uh, from The New Yorker from the old days. Uh, I believe this is from Wallace Shawn's New Yorker, Mr. Shawn. Um, now, William Sean. Wallace Sean is his son, the actor. Do you know this? That Wallace Sean, the actor of from all Who's the Wallace? what's he in? Uh, so in you will know him most from the Princess Bride, where he's Vizzini. You know. Oh uh, yeah. But I he's in all guy. the Christopher Guest movies sure. and a uh, great character actor. Was on Mork and Mitty, if I remember correctly. He's the son of William Sean, who was the the longest term editor ever of the New Yorker. Hmm. How funny is that? So anyway, funny. I believe it was from William Shawn's New Yorker. They were the word "famous" was verboten because <laughs> if if somebody was famous, then you there was no. They were famous. You do not need <laughs> to describe <laughs> them as having been famous. It was it was like uh, like a mini shrimp, right? Like yeah. no, it's a shrimp. It's mini. And so, if somebody's famous, you don't need to. You can't say like you know the famous the famous actress. No, if <laughs> she's famous. Then everybody knows, and she's just the actress. Mm -hmm. Great. Anyway, that makes little things sense. Like, little things like that. So uh, anyway, that piece will probably come out next week. And uh, it's about how Mike Pence is basically the never-Trumper of our dreams. <laughs> and uh, I will know. I'm going to hate this piece so much. <laughs> <laughs> you know, the I, I was divvying this. I was actually counting this up the other day. The number of the percentage of my if you do a pie pie chart of my written output, the slice of the pie which is written expressly for you is very large. <laughs> <laughs> Just like me writing for you. Uh, he is now selling a t-shirt in his merch store that says too honest. God. He's leaning into it. He's not going to make the debate stage. He is not going to make the debate stage. <laughs> <I mean. laughs> uh, but he, if you look at all of the statements after the indictment, uh, Pence's was the strongest. Sure as shit, way better than Will Hurd's. Uh, better than Chris Christie's. As good it? as Ace's. 
I mean, it, Pence has been yeah, really it, it, good on this stuff. He has been. Listen, I am not trying to take away from the fact that Mike Pence has been good about specifically saying that what Donald Trump did that day was wrong. I think his statement didn't actually name Donald Trump. It just said if one if a person puts themselves above the Constitution, we well, said so the uh, indictment is a reminder of that. I yeah. mean, so he is. The Trump is about, implied. I understand the Trump is right. implied. I just, but, um, you know, really implied, not like hand wavy, gauzy implied. Sure. You don't have to imply via context. You can imply simply by the words in the tweet. This is yeah, a very I mean, hair distinction. I understand that. The thing is, is so tr- Mike Pence did the this. Is, the debate here is like, yes, Mike Pence did the right thing. Yes, Mike Pence is behaving better than the others. But we're talking about like a not a low bar, like a bar that's like sunk into the ground and like lives 10 feet underground. Like he's just saying a thing that is true. Uh, and I don't know how much credit. I mean, I do give him credit. I'm closer to you than I am to people who like don't want to give him any credit. Uh, but Mike Pence also created a lot of permission structures for Donald Trump. And I would say like he is not going I, I Chris Christie is doing way more to go right at Donald Trump right now. Uh, than Mike Pence is. Mike Pence still equivocates a lot. He's the one who's saying it. We should leave it to the voters, basically saying he went. This is like the kind of thing about Mike Pence that makes me angry and why I won't give him points. He is clear. He's all over this indictment, right? Like he is the one who gave them a ton of this information. And then he's basically saying (laughs) he's the narc. And then he's like, but the people should decide. Like, he plays both sides in a way that I find galling for the person. Because some of it is like, Mike Pence, have some freaking self-respect. They want to murder you. Just drop truth bombs. Don't drop truth nuggets. Also, what does it mean if the people decide wrong, right? Mike Pence and, you know. The, the people, people want to kill de- him. And the people are going to decide that they judgment. don't want Mike Pence. And by Mike Pence's own lights, doesn't that mean that the people have poor judgment, right? Right? I mean, Mike Pence is running because he thinks he's the best guy for the job, and he's going to get 0.2% of the vote, and that's the people deciding. So Mike Pence clearly must not think the people are all that bright, right? I mean, I... Or Mike Pence hates himself. Is Mike Pence going to be in the dock? Like, is he going to be in the witness stand there? I don't know. I will say, one thing has started to... That I, I think I hadn't like grokked sufficiently oh, I is love the it, idea of this word. is the idea of this trial the idea of this trial unlike the other ones makes me happy from the like need for accountability standpoint the idea of them getting him on the stand and also the idea that it would take place i don't know i, I haven't quite sorted through how it i'm gonna be feel televised, i think yeah, right. They wouldn't let cameras in the courts. Yeah, I believe it would require like a, a change to something or another, stand, which probably won't happen. So there won't be cameras in the courts. Uh, it'll be, you know, you can't listen to it. Uh, you'll just be relying on the accounts of reporters and uh, it'll be choose your own adventure, right? Everybody who listens to Newsmax will say, well, I don't believe that that thing from the AP reporter. Sure. That's a lie. There was no evidence in there. Rudy didn't say that. <laughs> uh, I don't know, though. A lot of people might go down in this one. Uh, I think we're... I know I feel this way. The onslaught of indictments and then, like, the superseding superstitiousness, whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, as more of that happens, it, beca- it begins... You're like, 
I almost wish we just had one indictment and it was this one. Like the more of them that there are, I, it's not that I just, just in my fantasy world uh, where things were easier for people to sort through. I mean, I was just on every time I talk to these voters, like they can't tell these indictments apart. And this one is the most serious and it has, there's just, I mean, we, the whole January 6th thing, how much stuff there is to sort through. I mean, the trial I bet would be so long. Like will yeah. Rudy have to take the stand? Will he turn on Trump to save his butt? Well, uh, is Jenna Ellis one of the lawyers? Uh, you know, Sydney Powell, Jeffrey is she Clark. going down? Jeffrey Clark. Jeffrey Clark is going to be on the Who, by the way, runs DOJ if Donald Trump wins again. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. I don't know. I mean, I, I, I actually am glad we have all of them. I think it's good, especially because the documents is such an open and shut case. Uh, yeah. Like, I don't see... I mean, the best defense Trump has on the documents is... Of course he's guilty, but everybody's guilty of this. Right. But I mean, that's the best defense there is for him um, because he's just dead to rights on it. Uh, it the, I don't know, man. It's bad, but also none of this will happen until after we are. I mean, Trump will be the nominee before we have things in motion in these trials. Uh, and maybe here's here's another question. Let's pretend we get uh could what is the wisdom of scheduling a trial for some time between June, which is like we're getting ramped up for the conventions, and November of twenty twenty four? Do you what is want the a trial? Wisdom, is that what you said? Yeah. Is yeah. that is that a wise thing to do to schedule it? Is it unwise know, to have a two tiered system of justice which would not yeah. schedule it just because the guy might be present, right? Wouldn't yeah. Wouldn't delaying the trial so that the people could decide, wouldn't that be a two-tiered system of justice? I don't I don't know the answers to these questions. And there are no good answers, right? Again, we're you're not picking like, oh, well, this answer is good and this answer is bad. You're like, both of these answers are leading to terrible outcomes. Which do we think might be less terrible? Right? I think trying him is the less terrible. But I also so I go back and forth on this because I do sometimes, if I get if you get me in the headspace of Ooh, it just feels so icky to put a, like if you take Donald Trump out of it and like almost the facts of the case and you just told me blindly that the Department of Justice from the current administration was prosecuting the president from the last administration and they were going to hold and that they were going to have a rematch election and they were going to hold the trial right before the election. I would be really skeeved out by it that. Sounds like Argentina. It does. It right. sounds yeah. like not a thing we should do here. On the flip side, like, because we all watched the crimes take place in real time, the fact that there has been no accountability also doesn't feel like America, right? It doesn't right. feel like we should just we Banana just Republic let this if go. you do, Banana Republic if you don't. <sighs> and there's no way to know how each choice affects voters. Yeah. That's the other thing, right? I mean, it's anybody true. who thinks that you could say, like, oh, it would only help Trump to hold the trial, but that's a guess. It's just – it's like a coin flip guess. You don't know that. I'm not sure it, it helps him. I think it hurts him personally. Maybe. But I'm saying, like, I, I think it's like a 50-50 each way, right? Yeah. It's, who knows? Maybe it helps him a little. Maybe it hurts him a little. Maybe it – I don't know, man. I, again, I just don't – if Joe Biden is just, like, out there presidenting and – Trump is like on trial for all these. I just don't understand how it's a close election, but of course it will be. 
because this is the world we live in and these are the people we live with. These are our neighbors, our fellow citizens, are the people we love and cherish. That's true, but you can see that one of the reasons that I this this will be a struggle is everybody will everybody on the right will make this argument that this is what happens in banana republics. Joe Biden is prosecuting his biggest political rival and in this context, actually I can talk myself out of it helping Trump because in this context uh Everybody will be watching a trial that will be Biden, Biden's DOJ prosecuting Trump, the person he's running against currently. And that will not sit well with a lot of Americans for perfectly legitimate reasons. Sure. I mean, legitimate reasons that are only legitimate if you haven't thought about it for five seconds. Yeah, like no, it's I get not it. Biden's I get DOJ, it. it's a special counsel. The special counsel is independent. I'm just saying of all that'll this, land. But, yeah. No, I can see it land. But also it won't it won't uh it won't hurt that uh, well, whatever. I. It's all very hard to understand. There, I, I guess I'll just leave it at that. It's it's, and it's terrible, and the the extent to which, like the people who do know better and who don't have to think about it for five seconds, like the Wall Street Journal editorial page, are going to muddy the waters instead of just clearly saying what the truth is. Yeah, you know who's actually clearly saying what the truth is is Bill Barr. Yeah, like this, he's like this is a good indictment. This is strong. No reason yeah. they shouldn't move forward with it. But this is what I'm saying. So you know, like you may say, like, well, your median, you know, rural voter with a high school education can't tell the difference. But you know, your your country club dentist could tell the difference. And if the Wall Street Journal editorial page, instead of mudding the water and saying like, oh, yeah, it's like we're in Argentina, just laid out the the facts of things, then maybe that would affect. So it is Republican Triangle Dune. I yeah. wanted to talk. Here's Always. something I want to talk to you about. I um, I discovered a podcast called Behind the Bastards, which uh, our friend Amanda Carpenter turned me on to. <laughs> and it is a long form podcast, which does biographies of uh Little known, awful, awful people from history. And so to like take a historical figure who we don't know much about who was just a terrible, terrible person and does like two hours worth of like biography of them. Absolutely engrossing. I cannot I cannot possibly recommend it enough. Hmm. But the um the the one I'm listening to now is a biography of Julius Stryker who was a Nazi. He has the distinction of being the only Nazi who was uh, executed at Nuremberg in the Nuremberg trials, who was not a member of the government or like involved in any soldiering or stuff like that. What he was, was he was the founder and editor of the Daily uh, Sturmer. And so he ran the newspaper which empowered all of this. And he was he was executed because he was being held responsible for basically helping whip up the public sentiment, which led to the Holocaust. Hmm. And as I am listening to this biography, um, one of the things that the host, Robert Evans, who's really great, um, one of the arguments he makes is that in Weimar, Germany, there were an unbelievable number of newspapers and the newspapers were really they weren't like the new york times they're more like pamphlets 
And there were thousands and thousands of them. And they were essentially social media, right? The newspaper would be like the function of a single personality or a couple personalities. And they would push their own agendas. And they were were not really news. They were just opinion. And uh, the hottest ones were rewarded. And so it it was like a slow motion version of Twitter. Mm. And part of, as he, Robert Evans, sort of does a biography of, of Strecker, he, this, it is like watching the, the Triangle of Doom happening, your Triangle of Doom, like in slow motion in another context. And it's fascinating to me because, uh, not because, like, hey, we're living in Weimar, Germany, although... Like, you know, that's not the craziest stretch I've ever heard, but just because of like the dynamic with the problem between the elites and the media and the people is maybe an eternal one and one that we haven't really figured out how to counter yet as a society, because maybe there is no counter to it. Like maybe the triangle of doom is a permanent feature of anything, any place, any society that is trying to be a liberal democracy. I like that. Hey again, it's JVL. The conversation goes on from there. If you want to hear the rest of the show, head on over to Bulwark Plus and subscribe. We'd love to have you. 